What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Times Up Outdoors podcast brought to you by Tethered, tetherednation.com. If you're a saddle hunter, you know who Tethered is. If you're not a saddle hunter, you should be a saddle hunter because if you're listening to this podcast, you are likely a deer hunter, and I highly recommend saddle hunting to all deer hunters. Um, and the reason why is because uh, it's comfortable. It's super packable. You can move around. It makes you very mobile. Um, you don't have to sit in the exact same tree stand over and over and over again, burning out that spot. Um, one thing that isn't super obvious is that it puts you on the other side of the tree than what you're used to sitting on. And I believe that that is why I was able to kill one of my bigger bucks that I have hanging on the wall. I was in a saddle sitting in a tree that actually had a hang on. Uh, lock on whatever you call it saddle or not saddle lock on hang on sitting on the tree in the front of the tree uh, facing the direction where the deer would generally be traveling in that area and I hung that set years ago before I was a saddle hunter and uh, I got into that same tree and set up on the other side of the tree on the back side behind where that uh, lock on was and those deer were funneling through just like they always did and uh, instead of them seeing a big blob sitting in that tree stand they didn't see anything they just saw an empty tree because I was behind the tree and I believe that that puts you at an advantage uh, from other forms of tree stand hunting so if you're not a saddle hunter and you want to be a saddle hunter jump onto tetherednation.com they are the one-stop shop there are to me, the best in the business for saddle hunting. They put saddle hunting on the map, and the owners are top-notch people who are saddle hunters themselves. Everybody who works there is saddle hunters. Every piece of equipment that they have and are coming out with is well thought out, um, designed specifically for saddle hunters. They think of everything. Um, they take what people tell them, and they listen, and they put that input into their products. Um, and those products are tested stringently. Uh, they're very safe. So, tethernation.com. Check them out. Um, enough of that. I am in my car. This is a solo podcast. Again, it's kind of like part of our solo series, which uh, from what we've heard, we're getting some decent feedback. So, we're just going to keep doing it. Uh, don't worry. We will still have group podcasts where we laugh and make fun of each other and say a bunch of dumb bull crap but you're gonna hear some more solo stuff because we're there's four of us and we live all over the place and it's really hard for us all to get together and podcast and we all have crazy schedules um, so these solo ones are actually seeming to work out for us to be able to be a little bit more consistent which consistency is key I was told so I'm in my car I'm on my way to deer camp uh, it is Thursday, November. Wow. I said November because the clock on my truck says November 18th. It's not November 18th. It is October. What is it? The 5th? I think it's the 5th. Sounds good. It's either the 5th or the 6th. I can't tell. Anyways, I'm on my way to deer hunt for the first time this year, 2023, by myself. I've obviously already been out with my kids, and those hunts were successful. So my season is off to a great start. I'm pumped. Um, this will be my first time sitting by myself. 
But like I said, I am in my truck. So if you hear some background noise, don't worry about it, John. Um, also, the only way I can record this is by holding this big giant microphone up right to my face because for some reason, if I move it around inside my truck, there's this feedback that it's getting like this weird noise. And I think it's coming from the radio or some sort of electronics. But if I have it right here in front of my steering wheel, between my steering wheel and my face, that feedback goes away. Um, so (laughs) anybody who drives by me right now, (laughs) looks at my truck. Probably thinking, what the hell is this guy doing? I've got headphones on and a mic- big giant microphone in my face. So hopefully I don't drive by anybody I know. Anyways, what is this podcast episode going to be about? I wanted to get on here and talk about my goals and standards uh, for, for deer, for bucks this year, specifically bucks. Um, I wanted to talk about my goals for the 2023 season and... I had an epiphany this morning, which I texted to my two buddies, Nico and Steve. Um, and I thought, you know what, this is a good conversation to have because I bet you a lot of hunters, a lot of deer hunters out there also have these same thoughts and go through these ups and downs throughout their life as a deer hunter. So I figured I'd jump on here and talk about it. So standards, as far as age class antler size what's your standards everybody's got to have some standards like do you give a shit that's a standard i don't give a shit that's a standard your standard is i'm going to shoot everything that it moves um or i'm not shooting anything that's less than 160 inches or pope and young's only or you know those are standards we all have them we all set them inside of our heads maybe we talk about them maybe we don't and when I was younger, when I started hunting, my standard was I want to kill a buck. That was it. All I cared about was shooting a buck. Um, I used to go into the bar in Freeport where I hunted, where my dad lives, Shamrock Tavern. Shout out. Uh, they would have paper plates all over the wall. It was like the old school Facebook. You went into the bar and you took a paper plate and you wrote your name and then how many antler points your buck was and you hang it on the wall and then those lived there for the season everybody come in and look at those and say oh man so-and-so shot a six point so-and-so shot a spike but and buck would be on i mean honestly everybody put everything on there and all i wanted to do i could not wait to put my name on a plate and put it on those on that wall um to me that was like didn't matter how big it was. I mean, I wanted it to say like eight point or ten point or twelve point. That'd be cool, but I just didn't care. I wanted that, just a buck, period. And I never even thought about age class or, uh, you know, size. To me, it was like you have six points, eight point, eight points, nine points, ten points, eleven points, twelve points. Uh, the width. I didn't even think about that stuff. The, how big around the antlers tines are i didn't think about that it just was points those were my standards um it took me a long time to kill one of those bucks Uh, i did not see bucks while i was hunting for whatever reason i would just see does and i shot a lot of does with my gun Uh, i didn't bow hunt too much back then Um, just a little bit here and there i shot a ton of doe 
and then finally, I believe I was in my 20s, and I shot my first buck. And by that time, the paper plates on the wall wasn't a thing anymore, which is super depressing. I never got to put a plate on that wall. You know what? I think this year I might just write my name and my whatever I shoot on a paper plate and go into the shamrock and tape it on the wall. Maybe I'll bring back bring back a trend. Or maybe they're doing it again. I don't know. Don't go there much during deer season like I used to. So that was my standard back then. Um, I shot I shot my first buck and then I shot I think I shot I believe I shot two bucks that year. Um, you know, little basket racks, six point, seven point. I shot a basket rack nine, eight. Um, every, you know, every year I was shooting bucks, nice little basket rack, Freeport, Barry County bucks, and I was super pumped. Then one year, my dad calls me up. Actually, we sat. He sat in my spot because I would always complain that uh, that I didn't see bucks in my in my stand that I sat in. So he was like, every day he would say, every time I complained about it, he'd be like, I'll switch with you. You can sit in my spot anytime you want. So finally I was like, all right, cool, let's switch. So we switched. Uh, it was snowing out pretty hard. I think there was about eight inches of snow on the ground maybe from what I remember. And I heard a shot and I knew it was my dad. So I went you know, into the house after dark and he came in and, and I said, what'd you shoot? He said, I shot a buck. And I was like, no way. And uh, he's standing behind me, and I said, well, what was it? And he, he goes, all he says was, dude, you should have you stayed in your own stand. And when he said it, you know how you can hear, like, if you don't see a person and they're getting, like, welled up with tears or, like, they got a lump in their throat, they sound different? He, that's what he sounded like, like he was about to cry. I'm like, what the heck? So I turned around and looked at him, and he was all welled up. And I'm like, dude, what'd you shoot? And he's like... It's a wall hanger. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm happy. I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm like, of course, the time I switch spots, that happens. So we go out there. And I remember it was the first time I'd ever seen a buck that was like, to, in my eyes, that thing was a giant. Uh, I couldn't believe how big it was. I'd never seen one other than in pictures. I didn't think those things existed around here. Um, around where I hunted and I thought, uh, you know, I'll I, just put my hands on that thing. I'm, I'm like, this is, this is what I want to shoot. Holy shit. I need, this is what I want to shoot from now on. I'm not shooting anything until I, until I see something this big. I think that buck probably scores about 120 inches, which is a really nice buck, but it's, it's not like a massive giant or anything. Like it's just a great buck. It looks awesome on the wall. I was super proud of my dad and my dad's super proud of that. And I look at that buck every time I go in there, I'm like, damn, look at that thing. Um, so that was my standard. Now I, I upped my standards. My standards went up. That was what I wanted to kill. I knew they existed. Now I'd seen what they looked like. I touched one. I've, I know somebody who killed one on the property that I hunt. And now this is my standard. And I went years without shooting a buck. Again, no bucks, just does. Started getting more into bow hunting. Now I got a lease and I missed a couple nice bucks that would have been into that, that standard. Uh, shot a handful of doe. 
And finally, I during gun season, it was actually during uh, the late uh, the late season in December, uh, muzzle loader. I see this. I see two giant bucks. They are fitting my standards. They are 100. No, 240. The buck was 242 yards. I, I ranged it a thousand times before I took the shot, and I killed that buck. And that buck is hanging on the wall. I finally got one. I finally got a wall hanger. Something worthy of putting on the wall. Full shoulder mount. Spending 500 bucks on my standard. I finally hit it. Took me years of not shooting bucks to get to that point, which is fine. So there are my standards, and I decided I'm going to keep my standards around that size, but maybe a little bit bigger now. Now I want to get something bigger. And my standards went up. And again, years, a couple years go by. Now, my bow standards were a little different because I had never killed a buck with my bow, so I, I, I kind of had a double standard there. I would, you know, my gun, gun season, I had a little bit different standards during bow season. They were, they were below that, but the standard still was no matter what, you're not shooting anything unless you're putting it on your wall. So a couple years after I shoot that buck, that first wall hanger buck, here's, here comes another buck. Um, nice, nice real nice buck coming through I had one picture of him from like August never saw the buck again November 14th right before the sun goes down here he comes 25 yards this is the buck I was in my saddle behind the tree behind the lock on stand shoot him he must have ran 50 yards he's down that buck was about I think it was like 132 and some change so now I have it in my head that my standards have to go up now because I've shot this this buck and it's bigger than the other buck and somewhere along the lines I got it in my head that I needed to pass on one teeners and one twenties and only shoot something that was bigger than this one thirty. Um and so I've passed on every buck that I've seen since then, aside from my public land hunts out of state. Um, that changes things. And I shot a, a nice little basket rack seven in Missouri last year on the last day. But we're talking about Michigan bucks. So for the last few years, I had this high standard and it didn't make me have any less fun or so I thought. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm passing up these nice bucks and I'm thinking, now I'm shooting doe, does with my bow, you know, getting getting those reps in, because I think it's important to you got to practice killing things with your bow. To be honest, because it's not the same as shooting your bow at a uh, at a target. However, shooting a bow at a doe, if you're anything like me, isn't the same as shooting your bow at a buck. Um, I get amped up for to shoot a doe for sure, but I get way more amped up to shoot a buck. So what made me think of this today was my buddy John shot, well, my buddy, like you don't know who he is, Shido. You've seen our story. He shot an awesome buck last night, and he called me after he shot it, and at that time he didn't know if he had killed it yet. He had a little mishap with the shot, and he thought it was a bad shot. Um, 
business. We talked about it, and he was going to go in and look to see where the last time he had seen it. So, you know, he's pumped about it. He's, you know, this deer, you know, you could tell it sounded like a really nice buck. And then he found it, and he sends us a picture of, like, half the rack and says just a teener uh, ground shrinkage for sure. And I'm looking at this rack, and all I can see is part of it. And I'm like, what What the hell are you talking about, ground shrinkage? And it's funny because in the group text, all, all of us in the group all had the same thought. <laughs> we were looking at it, and we're like, well, if the other side's anything like that one, that's that's a decent buck, my man. So then he shows, then he finally shows us the, the full full shot of it. And it, this buck is nice. I don't know what it scores. No idea. It's probably a two and a half year old buck. I'm not good at scoring stuff without actually scoring it. Um, but I'm looking at this deer and I'm like, holy crap! If you're telling me that you had ground shrinkage, how big did you think that thing was when you shot it? Because it's a nice buck. And then I started thinking, would I have shot that buck? Over the last couple years, I would have probably passed it. And that is absolutely stupid because I've only killed two bucks with my bow. I almost said three. Two. I've only killed two bucks. And I've shot at a handful that I missed early on in my bow hunting when I started getting back into bow hunting. But... I realized this morning that I have set my standards. I've skipped a step completely. I think everybody needs to go through these steps and I'm skipping one because, and the reason I'm skipping one, I think is because my first bow kill was my first bow buck was such a nice buck, 130 plus inches. That's, that got me to set my standards so high. And I don't even know how I got to that point. Like I've been thinking as if I'm this big buck killer with my bow and I'm not at all. I don't have enough kills under my belt to have the standards that I have set for myself and I've decided this morning that my standards are getting lowered they're going back down to that old standard that two and a half year old buck it doesn't even have to be a wall mounter just something that gets my heart pumping and Nico actually uh, I texted Nico and Steve about it we were having a conversation and, I'm, and Nico pointed you know he said that, he said he kind of went through the same phase and that he decided that if it gets his heart pumping he's he's sending an arrow and that, that's where I'm at right now I'm lowering my standards I don't know why my standards got where they were because I'm not I'm not I'm not that guy pal <laughs> so I'm lowering them they're not that low but they're lowering and that's okay uh, and some people li- might listen to this and be like, oh, who cares? You know, all you guys care about is how big the bucks are. No, I think you should shoot. And that's, that's kind of my main point is I think you should shoot whatever the hell gets you pumped up. Um, and don't set your standards, standards too high and take yourself so seriously as a deer hunter. Uh, I mean, unless you've killed, you know, a ton of deer, a ton of bucks, then you want to just challenge yourself a little bit more. Because um, I still think that it's still a challenge to to shoot in the standard zone that I'm putting myself in now. Um, but if you you know if you if you've done that plenty of times and you feel comfortable, and I don't, man. I mean, I shot that small basket rack in Missouri and I was freaking jacked up. I got video of that. I don't know if we ever put that video out, but man, I was jacked up to shoot that buck. And I, in fact, I thought I took a terrible shot on it, but it turns out I didn't. It was 
great great shot so that's where I'm at that's what I wanted to talk about is standards where are your standards at are you taking yourself too seriously are you setting your standards too high and are you doing it because because why why are you doing it why did my standards go so high partially because of that first buck that I killed with my bow I believe put me into that class also because social media and we do this thing where we share everything we do and I want to be I mean I think we all do it I try not to but I think everybody falls trapped to it sometimes and I just think that people should stop caring about what other people think that's not to say I think you should just go out and shoot spikes and button bucks and you know every small tiny little deer you see unless that's where you are if you if that's where you are and you're deer hunting shoot the first buck you see especially if you have never killed a buck i've killed a ton of bucks with my gun that were little tiny basket racks i don't i don't i don't even really want to shoot those anymore not because it's a bad thing i just that's not where i am if you're there that's that's sweet i'm gonna high five you i can't wait to see the picture um but yeah, why, why are, if you've set your standards so high and you feel that you've skipped a step and you're not killing bucks and you've only got a couple bucks on the wall, maybe, people, maybe you should lower those standards a little bit and bring it back down a notch and, and kill some bucks. Throw some pictures up on Facebook and tell people how proud you are of that buck and then hang it on your wall. And then serve up that backstrap to your kids and your wife and think about how manly you are inside your head. Do it. That's where I'm at. Lower the standards. Now, the other side of that is people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, he's encouraging people to shoot all these big bucks or little bucks and what happened to QDM? I think QDM's great. And that's, you know, I just think that people get too carried away with some of it sometimes. I'm the first one. Funny story. I might have told this before. I hunted my dad's land for most of my life. We have 25 acres-ish in Freeport. And it just seemed like we, we saw, for years, it was small bucks, small bucks. Like I said, I'd never seen a buck that was 120 inches before. And when I saw my dad's, it was amazing. Well, after that, I got into the whole QDM thing. And I was telling my dad about it and talking about it and talking about it and getting real annoying about it. And my dad was not interested in it, and he's like, dude, shut up. And finally, I bought him a book about QDM because I wanted him to not shoot small bucks either. And he was kind of in that same, he was in that zone like he didn't care. He just wanted to shoot bucks, like killing bucks, putting his name on the plate at the shamrock. Uh, and I was like, dude, we got to stop shooting these deer. We got to stop. We're never going to see big deer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he pretty much told me to shut the F up and hunt somewhere else if I don't like the way he hunts. I thought the book was awesome. He, it was a Christmas present. He did not think it was awesome. He hated it. We laugh about it now, but I don't think he laughed about it then. Uh, I just pissed him off. But now he is, he, he actually, he stopped shooting small bucks and he's been shooting big bucks, real nice bucks every year. Um, so it paid off and we're seeing bigger bucks out there. In fact, our two girls shot two bucks, uh, over, over the youth hunt weekend that are nicer than anything I've ever shot on that property. So 
it is paying off to hold off on shooting those little basket racks. And my dad got past that stage. So, anyways, what are my goals for my 2023 season? My goals are to have fun. Uh, I want to, I want to kill two bucks in Michigan. I would love to fill my tag in Ohio because I spent money on that and. Uh, I haven't killed an Ohio buck yet. We have the public land that we like to go to, and then we have a private farm that, that we hunt. That's mostly Nico's spot, but when Nico's there, we all kind of tag. Me and Steve tag along, or whoever wants to tag along. Nico's pretty cool about it. We we door knock. Me and Tyler Schulters we door knocked it for turkey hunt, t- turkey hunting, and then later on, Nico went back and got permission to bow hunt it for deer. So. That's Nico's spot. And there's some giants on it. Like fucking giants. Uh, so I want to kill an Ohio buck. It'll be wonderful. I'm leaving next Wednesday to go on a moose hunt. And obviously that's a goal of mine to kill a moose. Uh, very fortunate to do this with my dad. Um, but that's not about deer hunting. So aside from that, that's taking a, a big chunk of my October out of, out of the mix. So... Which is fine. It's middle of October. I'm alright with it. Um, but more in line with deer hunting. Uh, my goals are to get my wife a deer. I hope I can get my wife out more this year. Um, we got out one time last year with a crossbow. I want to get her out more. I think that's going to happen. She uh, is working a lot more on the west side of the state uh, for the army right now. And think that we're going to be able to get her into the woods she's even mentioned um mentioned it a couple more times and she seems a little bit more interested she wants to get something on the ground too so that's one of my goals is to get her uh, a buck and then i would also like to get my kid my kids uh, out in the woods um a goal of mine would be to get austin a buck it's been a while since he's shot a buck uh he's you know went through the high school phase football is very important to him he doesn't have a ton of time for deer hunting. One of my prouder moments in life as a stepfather was a couple weeks ago when he asked me to get his bow out and help him set it up because he hadn't shot it in years. I uh, jumped right out of my seat and went down to the basement and dug through and pulled the, pulled out that old bear bow we bought him uh, and got it all readjusted to fit his giant body. He's like six foot tall and has a six foot wingspan and we got it all going that was awesome so i hope uh i can encourage him to get he he's going to college and playing football for alma um so he's like an hour away from my dad's house and he actually also asked if we would bring his hunting stuff to my dad's in case he had time so he could go and i was really that made me happy just to hear him do that because i don't try to push it too much with him because i know he's busy in football seasons football's real poor he's playing college ball he doesn't have a lot of time to hunt during hunting season so just hearing him say that, I was like, damn, I don't even care if you hunt this year. I just heard you say that, and it made me happy. Um, but I want to get him, hopefully he gets on a buck uh, at some point. Even if it's during gun season, we try to go to my dad's for the weekend after Thanksgiving. and It'd be cool to see him get a buck this year. Uh, another goal of mine during this hunting season is to get the kids out doing small game. I don't feel like I get them out in the woods enough, and I want to push that a little bit more. And I need to be better about that. It's hard for me because I live in the city and I don't have property right next to me. So, But that's an excuse. There's plenty of public land within an hour's drive of me and I can do that. 
So those are my goals. Those are my standards. That's where I'm at. I am on my way to my deer camp, setting it up on my lease. I'm going to hunt tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, possibly Saturday morning. We'll see. This is a nice little cold front coming through. I thought it was going to drop down a little bit more than it did. Uh, it's still 72 degrees right now. And when I looked at the forecast last week, it was supposed to be like 60, uh, which seems to be the story of my life these last handful of years. Everything seems to be warmer longer. I mean, even when we go to Missouri, it's like hot out uh, all three years. So, And I heard that where I'm going in Newfoundland was hot last week. A buddy of mine was moose hunting there last week, and it was hot there. But it's supposed to drop down a little bit more tomorrow and Saturday morning, too. So I'm hoping that 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 weather change gets these bucks on their feet. I got some beautiful bucks on camera. And I cannot wait. I can't wait to go sit in a tree. I got a couple spots in mind that I'm going to set. New sets that I've never sat before. And that's where, uh, that's where I'm going tonight. I'm going to go set up a new spot. Uh, on this creek that that runs through my property I've set up on it before but it's in this little pinch point and the only place I thought I could get in there was on the west side of it which kind of made it sucked for most of my wins but I think I can get in there uh, on the east side of this little pinch point I'm gonna see in my mind I can I could be completely wrong maybe the reason why I've never set up there is because I've looked and uh, there wasn't a good tree. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever looked. I can't remember. So, I have a lot on my mind. Uh, but yeah, that's it. I'm going to stop blabber, blabber mouthing. Uh, I don't know how long I've been talking for. But I hope that you are able to set your standards and uh, allow, I hope your standards allow you to have fun uh, still. Don't, if you're, if you're starting to find yourself like not enjoying, <laughs> I don't want to say that I wasn't enjoying hunting because I always enjoy it, but you know, like it just like notched down uh, the fun because my standard was so high. I'm like, I'm not gonna shoot. Seeing those bucks, my standard standard buck, I was is it, it's out of reach, you know, not out of reach, but like get to kill some bucks, dude. You've killed two with your bow. Shoot some, kill some. So same thing for you. If you feel like your standards are too high, it's okay to lower them. Um, nobody really cares at the end of the day. Nobody's actually thinking about you that much. So if you do find yourself in that spot where you think maybe maybe you've set yourself some standards that are a little bit out of reach or a little bit too high uh, and you're not in that place, then lower them and get back to where you want to be. Um, just like I'm doing. I'm realizing that I'm not that big buck slayer like I thought I was. I think the problem, too, is I'm surrounded by dudes who are. You know, uh, the Tontis kill giant bucks all the time, and you got a bunch of friends. Tyler just killed another giant. That kid, I don't know how he kills a lot of big bucks. Uh, so don't allow yourself to kill something and then not be a prop, be proud of it either. I don't know. I might have contradicted myself in this podcast, but I'm going to shut up now because... Uh, because this is the end of the podcast. So, as always, if you enjoyed this show, do us a favor. This helps us out a lot. I know that it's annoying to have to listen to us, but 
subscribing to our podcast show on whatever po- platform you look you listen to it does help us because it makes other people who think like you see it you know how them alg- algorithms work you're on tiktok you're on instagram you think to yourself how does how does how, how come all these things come that i'm interested in uh it's called the algorithm so if you like this show and give us a five-star rating which helps also leave a comment talk about how great we are how great our show is whatever then it feeds that show to other people who also like shows like this and helps us grow and helps new listeners discover us and that's what we're trying to do um, so if you haven't done that already be a kind soul and go do that it takes literally two seconds just subscribe if you listen on Spotify or Apple whatever it is subscribe leave us a five star review and maybe share it share it on Instagram hit the share button it'll go to your Instagram tag us and we will retag you and you might get some followers out of it and, you know if you don't care about that then at least you're just helping us also we dropped a new episode on carbon tv recently it is the turkey hunt we took ernie on ernie powers from tethered him and his son uh two birds get killed a little kid gets his gets his uh i think it's a second bird, michigan bird awesome episode i edited it i'm very partial to it i'm super proud of it i think it's a really good one entertaining it's it's, i'm i'm proud of it so go watch that and let me know how you feel about it as well i think that our show is getting better as the years go by and i want to hear what you think so go watch that it's on carbon tv carbon tv is free carbontv.com this podcast will also be on there you can listen to podcasts you can watch shows there's like 300 hunting and fishing shows on there and it's all free um and they 100 percent support hunters and anglers like yourself unlike youtube that center censors everything that people put out uh that's why we're on carbon tv and not on youtube and i know that a lot of hunting shows do get away with stuff but at any moment youtube can pull any of those shows and not show them anymore because they kill animals um, so go ahead and give us a shout out on there. Check it out. Rate our show a 10. That's enough. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Also, good luck this season. Bye.